It's Tuesday, August 9th, and this is Brian with The Morning News. Give us five minutes and we'll give you the headlines you need to know to be in the know. Workers' wages here in the U.S. are rising briskly, a factor contributing to four-decade high inflation. Average hourly earnings grew 5.2% in July from a year earlier, and annual wage gains have exceeded 5% each month this year, the Labor Department said Friday. The rapid earnings growth adds to other evidence that employers are continuing to increase pay as they try to find and keep workers in a tight job market. Wage gains help consumers spend money in the face of higher prices for restaurant meals, groceries, and lodging. But many companies are having to pay more for labor at the same time that other business expenses are rising, including for transportation and logistics, said Omer Sharif, head of forecasting firm Inflation Insights, LLC. Wage growth is continuing to run as some other price pressures are abating. The average cost of a gallon of regular unleaded gasoline was $4.06 in early August, compared to $4.72 a month earlier, according to AAA. Around the world, in a growing challenge to Russia's grip on occupied areas of southeastern Ukraine, guerrilla forces loyal to Kyiv are killing pro-Moscow officials blowing up bridges and trains, and helping the Ukrainian military by identifying key targets. The spreading resistance has eroded Kremlin control of those areas and threatened its plans to hold referendums in various cities as a move toward annexation by Russia. Our goal is to make life unbearable for the Russian occupiers and use any means to derail their plans, said Andriy, a 32-year-old coordinator of the guerrilla movement in the southern Kyrgyzstan region. A member of the Zovta Stricta, or Yellow Ribbon, resistance group, Andriy spoke to the Associated Press on condition of not being fully identified to avoid being tracked down by the Russians. In other news, some of the heaviest rain in decades swamped South Korea's capital region, turning Seoul streets into car-clogged rivers and sending floods cascading into subway stations. At least eight people were killed and seven others were missing, with more rain forecast, officials said Tuesday. More than 17 inches of rain was measured in Seoul's hardest-hit Dongjak district from Monday to noon Tuesday. Precipitation in the area exceeded 5.5 inches per hour at one point Monday night, the highest hourly downpour measured in Seoul since 1942. Deserted cars and buses were scattered across the streets as the water receded on Tuesday. Workers cleared uprooted trees, mud, and debris with excavators and blocked off broken roads. Landslide warnings were issued in nearly 50 cities and towns. Back in the U.S., the FBI searched Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate as part of an investigation into whether he took classified records from the White House to his Florida residence, people familiar with the matter said Monday, a move that represents a dramatic and unprecedented escalation of law enforcement scrutiny of the former president. Mr. Trump, disclosing the search in a lengthy statement, asserted that agents had opened up a safe at his home and described their work as an unannounced raid that he likened to prosecutorial misconduct. The search intensifies the months-long probe into how classified documents ended up in more than a dozen boxes located at Mar-a-Lago earlier this year. It occurs amid a separate grand jury investigation into efforts to overturn the results of the 2020 presidential election and adds to the potential legal peril for Mr. Trump as he lays the groundwork for another presidential run. And David McCullough, the Pulitzer Prize-winning author whose lovingly crafted narratives on subjects ranging from the Brooklyn Bridge to President John Adams and Harry Truman, 
made him among the most popular and influential historians of his time, has died. He was 89 years old. McCullough died Sunday in Hingham, Massachusetts, according to his publisher, Simon & Schuster. He had been in failing health and died less than two months after his beloved wife, Rosalie. McCullough received the National Book Award for The Path Between the Seas about the building of the Panama Canal and for Mornings on Horseback, a biography of Theodore Roosevelt. His Pulitzer Prizes came for Truman in 1992 and for John Adams in 2002. Upon his 80th birthday, his native Pittsburgh renamed the 16th Street Bridge the David McCullough Bridge. Now you know, and you're ready to go with the morning news. These headlines were brought to you today by Podmeo. Start your podcast easily at podmeo.com, the world's number one podcast hosting. Subscribe to this daily morning brief on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and themorningnews.com. Thank you for listening.